Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grant, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. Hi, everyone. My name is Nikki Papayuanu, and this is Superstar PR. I'm the founder of a Toronto boutique PR agency called Nikki Inc. Today's guest is a Toronto-based Canadian actor, writer, and the voice of sport. Many of you don't know that he was beside one of the biggest campaigns the Raptors ever had. And he was the voice of the NBA Toronto Raptors' We the North campaign, which even I thought was draped. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited to be introducing this guest to you. He just actually starred in the Netflix Polar film. He played a supporting role opposite Mads Mikkelsen, which I think is pretty cool. Now, I'm super excited to announce this person to you because he's also the voice for ESPN and Fox March Madness. So I'm almost like just drawing together people that you might think this is four different people, but this is one man who does a lot. And I'm excited to introduce all of you to Anthony Grant. Anthony, thank you for being on this podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you for the wonderful intro. Appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's what I do, Anthony. So, Anthony, I wanted to ask you, I know that your acting career is really taking off right now and your voice is one of your hottest commodities, you know? What led you to be in this creative field? And what did you find first, your love of acting or the fact that your voice was pretty much like a gift? <laughs> that's good. You know, well, I've always been involved in the entertainment business. Well, not, let me take away the business word, entertainment in the sense of like, uh, first I started basketball playing basketball. You know what I mean? I was a nominated All-American point guard. So basketball, entertaining a crowd of thousands was always just a thing for me. And started off for me from basketball to transition to music, which that really helped me discover my voice. And acting, interestingly enough, you know, I remember many, many years ago, I was doing, uh, my cousin said, hey man, hop and do some background work. I was like, ah, whatever the hell, I don't even know what that means, but okay, cool. And I remember looking at the lead actor and I was like, man, I could do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And so, you know, I started taking acting classes in New York. That's how it kind of kicked off for me. You know, for me, I believe you have to use all your tools. So with the acting, I have the voice and I I needed to make sure I had those engines moving, you know. I like it. So it's like kind of a natural progression. Now, let me ask, because now that you're starring in a Netflix film, you have to start seeing some misconceptions about what you do. So what do you think is the one thing nobody understands about what you do? (laughs) Well, one, the massive amount of pressure the job comes with. You know, in fact, there was an article that compared, well, they took it from the auditioning process, which is a big process. They took it from the auditioning process to say it is compared to someone being in a car accident. The anxiety, you know what I mean, of all that pressure. And money, you know, people (laughs) think, oh man, you, you know, you're uh, co-starring in a film. So man, you must be rich, you know? And uh, no, that's actually not the case. It doesn't quite work like that. Industry pays well, but um, it's, it's a misconception on how it all works until you get to certain levels. Okay. No, that's actually really interesting for you to say, because I know that the term starving artist is one that everybody uses in the beginning, but there, there comes a point where you start to do really well. And 
I would say you're there because you're on the front page of a polar film poster and you're the voice of ESPN March Madness. So my next question is, I know you're a father, you're a husband. How do you double it all? Uh, That's a great question because I I actually (laughs) deal with that on a daily basis. I was listening to this preacher named T.D. Jakes. Brilliant. I recommend people check him out. And there's one thing he said. He said, you know, you're going to be a juggler. And you know, when you're juggling a ball, if you spend too much time on one ball, what happens? Everything collapses, right? So if you're playing with your kids too much, too long, the lights shut off, you know? So that has helped me to find a balance to know I got family time. This is my family time. This is work time. I need to dedicate a certain amount of commitment to be in that moment. And that has kind of really shed a nice little light for me to find a way to say, it is a lot because I do a lot, but, you know, at the same token, this is an, an inevitable path that everyone has to go down no matter what your job is. You know what I mean? And Fortunately, it works out. I like your analogy about if you play with your kid too much, the lights turn off, but then you need to segment your time because we all do juggle. And yeah. If you ever had moments of self-doubt, how do you work through it? Because you've landed some really cool things. So I'm sure you've had those moments. Oh, Absolutely. You know, the thing about being an actor is you're on stage always. And especially in the beginning process, you're stepping to an audition room. You know, there's a producer looking at you, a director looking at you. You got the casting director. Everyone's looking at you to perform. And self-doubt is like a, a book I read when the guy speaks about everyone has a villain within you. It's a matter of you feed that villain. So what has helped me is I create rituals where I'm constantly, not to say I'm patting myself on the shoulder. But I'm reminding myself, hey, man, it's okay that you didn't get that role. You know, it wasn't meant to be. And I think the biggest thing that has helped me dealing with self-doubt is I truly believe that life is, depending on how you look at it, is happening for us, not to us. Because when it's happening to you, then you start getting real hard on yourself, you know. And then uh, one of the biggest things to defeat self-doubt is work ethic. That helps build confidence. Okay, that's a really good point. I think that's something I'd really like to tell everybody who's starting out now is if you're starting out or if you're seasoned, wherever you think you are, you can still go so much further by working hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to be relentless. And I speak to a lot of actors, new actors in the business. And it's, it's that this idea that, well, I'm acting, it's not really a real job, you know, because you're used to your parents or your friends saying, hey, get a real job. But the reality of it is you're creating a business. You know, when Ronald McDonald was creating McDonald's, probably took him like 10 years before that thing finally became what it is. So if you look at yourself, not just as an actor, but as a brand, you're building a brand, you're building a business. Then it's like, okay, I understand. It's been five years. You know, I'm still pushing. It's been six years. It's been eight years. Morgan Freeman, perfect example. Okay. Now, with that being said, you were starting all over again. Knowing now what you know, what advice would you give your young self? (laughs) The P word, patience. Patience is a warrior, isn't it? Dealing with patience. Yes. Patience. (laughs) Patience, patience, patience. And, you know, uh, not being too hard on yourself. I would say, hey, man, it's okay. You know, as long as you tripping forward, you're not really failing, right? It's when you start moving backwards and we live in the past. We have issues, you know, but I like that. As long as you're tripping forward, that is a good one. 
<laughs> okay, and, next question is, do you have any regrets, Anthony, and things that you maybe could have done early on in your career that would have helped you with your dream right now? I think the biggest regret I have is outside of acting, you know, and I've learned to deal with that. It's been more about basketball that I walked away from the game. The game didn't walk away from me, you know, but looking back now with the new perception that life happens for me, I'm realizing, you know, it's like after you go through something, you see how the dots connect. You can't see it before you go through it. So looking back, I'm like, okay, you know what? That happened. And now I'm blessed with two amazing kids. And, uh, I think I would have also really checked my circle, meaning I have a, a tight circle of people around me, you know, because a lot of times what happens is it gets very noisy. A lot of people in your air making, you know, kind of not forcing you, but influencing your decisions. And, and, and that could put you in the wrong lane because the road of success is a lonely one, right? You got to be willing to walk that alone sometimes. And when you're first getting in it, the insecurity kicks in and you feel like you need everyone to give you approval, you know? So if you can find a way to not necessarily need everyone's approval, um, that will help greatly. Absolutely. I mean, a young artist in, in Canada who I think really is surprisingly young and understands this is Alessia Cara. She talks a lot mm. about just staying, staying real to what her parents taught her and not really listening to all the noise of what she's heard in the music industry. That's a really good point you make. And I guess with everything you've accomplished, where, where are you setting your eyes on now? What do you want to achieve now? Well, geez, there's so much I want to accomplish. Um, I'm also a writer. You know, that's something that I hold very close to my heart. I've been writing since I was a little boy. Again, I went from music to now the transition to screenplay writing. So I write TV shows and films and things like that. And there's something extremely powerful when you're creating a world and having characters come alive in that world. Something that acting actually can never give me that I get through that. So I am looking forward to creating a platform because I've seen, for one, a TV show, a movie, when you look at the credits, oh my God, the amount of jobs you're providing, it's, it's unbelievable. The amount of lives you're affecting. So that for me is the bigger picture. I love acting, but you know, being remember I said going back full circle using your full tools. So acting, voice, and I have the ability to write. So there's a lot of truth within me and and other people's stories that I I have to write, you know, and and that's what's going to be coming next. As an actor, I have a TV show uh, that I can't talk too much about, but it's also with Netflix. Netflix has been good to me. <laughs> I think it's going to be received very well when it comes out, but I do not know when. I think it's going to be this year, though. And how do you find working with Netflix? Is Netflix kind of the first major partner you've worked with on film projects? TV and film, no. There's been, you know, from uh, CBS, BET, uh, oh, man, the list goes on. There's, there's, I've been fortunate to be aligned with with some, you know, some of these these major companies. But personally, I love what Netflix is doing. You know, I, I really like what they're doing. So you know, I have to say like Netflix is really changing the face of content. I feel like they're disrupting films a little bit, but now it's, it's huge. I mean, when your parents in their sixties ask you about Netflix, you know, Netflix has done a great job at ruff yeah. ruffling the norm. Now, I guess my next question for you, Anthony is who do you admire the most in your industry? Is there somebody who you kind of look to and even from afar, you watch and say, I want to be something like that. 
Yeah, there's, I mean, there's quite a few. Right off the top, I would say Will Smith, you know, because for me, it's more than just talent wise. I mean, there's just too many actors for me to name off talent wise because there's just exceptional work being done out there. But um, on a full round circle, Will Smith, you know, he's really inspiring, you know, very inspiring. And I like something Denzel said recently pertaining to, you know, following your goals and, and knowing when to say no, you know, that's a very difficult thing that, you know, an actor will come to at some stage of their life when you got to say, nah, maybe this is not the one. When it comes to saying no, we can revisit that one day, but have you said a no that you regret? Uh, it's one, one, one project, you know, I wish that I had made a better effort to make it happen. You know, and one project that you actually had phenomenal success with is the We the North campaign. So can you tell our listeners a little bit like what happened there? Oh yeah, that was uh, <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Actually, I was in Winnipeg. I was at my wife's parents' house, right? And uh, I did the audition in their laundry room, right? <laughs> and anyway, I, so I got the demo gig. It started off as a demo thing. And then I forgot all about it. Till the new year hit, my agent sent me an email that said, hey, so it's, uh, it's between you or Drake. And I was like, Drake? I was like, oh, that's right. He's the ambassador. Okay, cool. I was like, well, hopefully he's on tour, you know, that'll help me out. Anyway, somehow it, it fell into my lap. They ended up going with me. And I went to the studio in Toronto to re-record it. When I got there, I was hearing it for the first time, the demo. And then the producer came out and said, hey, the client doesn't want you to re-record it. They want you to just leave it the way it is. It's, it's fine. So the version that went live was the one that was done in the laundry room. Ah, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and like you said, I mean, it, it, I don't think anybody knew what it was going to do. And when it first hit, people were like, isn't it um, we are the North? They were confused <laughs> to we the North, you know, but now obviously it just rolls off the tongue effortlessly, right? Absolutely. And, you know, in terms of like, I don't know, you know, how we could have known better that that was you, but we're here to set the record straight now. Like that was your voice. And how can people find you online, Anthony? So how can fans listening hear about more of your projects as they come? You know, do you want to share your Instagram handle, website, Twitter? Yeah, actually I keep it pretty easy. So it's just, I am Anthony Grant. Excellent. Yeah. Anthony, thank you for chatting with us. Best of luck with your March Madness ESPN run. Yeah. And we may want to interview you again because there are some NBA players we might be chatting with and getting their thoughts on March Madness. But until next time, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.nikkiinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. Thank you so much for listening.